some excitement in the air as we approach the final four we're proud to say Stephen, i think people are going to enjoy this reed gettys from Phi slamma jamma uh he went on to become a Great lawyer and a great broadcaster, and uh, be so much fun to have Reed to talk about those little Houston days. Guy V. Lewis, Reed, a guy who loves Baylor actually, and uh, is good friends with Scott Drew. Who's not good friends with Scott Drew? Stephen, do you tell your friends at TCU? Do you say, "Hey, yeah, Scott and I are pretty good friends"? Do you ever do that? <laughs> I mean, I could see that. I mean, know, I like Scott Drew. I don't know if we. I would go as far as to say that we're friends, not because I don't want to be. Just like if he saw you, he would kind of. He might give you like a man. You. I kind of know. I kind of think I know you. I he'd think he. You yeah, I think he'd give me one of those. Yeah, maybe a yeah. head nod. Scott is. Uh, I. 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 The only thing I'm worried about this week is I feel like he's distracted because he's reaching out to so many former players. Stephen, he's. Uh, he's all these care packages. He's sending care packages. And did you get one? No. Now I didn't play for Scott. Um, <laughs> okay, I predated Scott. I was from a. A pre another scandal era, a, a scandalous era. <laughs> Daryl Johnson, who uh, uh, you know, could have we were SI picked us to to be a dark horse Final Four team, and then most of those players never hit the court, and then somehow they couldn't play for us. One of them did, and then he went on to Oklahoma State, but he was a leading rebounder in the country for us. But the rest of the the rest of the crew like couldn't get eligible to play, and then they like went around. Uh, one guy went to Kansas State and was like a star player for them. But he, we couldn't get him eligible, and so he transferred out. But we somehow at that time, Stephen, we were like getting these kids sixty hours in a summer class, you know. Like <laughs> we had some we had some stuff happen across state lines, and uh, I don't want to get too far into that one. Okay, it was, uh, but uh, I, that was during my time. I, I I might have had a little bit of a crossover with Gene Iba, and then I was in law school when uh, the great Harry Miller, loved Harry Miller, came from Temple. And uh, so, lots going on. Stephen, I am, uh, I was supposed to be somewhere else. I was supposed to be on a, on a ski trip this weekend for Easter. thought that was going to be a lot of fun with my family. As you might imagine, Stephen, when the Bears made the Final Four, I couldn't help myself. So, I, uh, I have secured uh, entrance into the... Uh, you got it done? Yeah, I, right. I think it's done. Now, it's going to take, it takes, you know, with me, it takes Good a village. You, Matt. It takes a village, and, and uh, getting me into that building may get some people fired with the NCAA. You know, they're kind of sneaking mm-hmm. me in on those back doors. No, 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 it's tickets. I'm going straight ticket. Some of the people who reached out to me, some of the incredible Baylor people, I, I just, I'm so uh, so touched by it because we're 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 all so excited. And uh, Steve and I, I just, it's, I I am going to go. I'm going to be in the building. I don't want to give out names of where these tickets may be coming from, but uh, incredible, incredible people and Baylor people take care of other Baylor people. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to get into town. Right now, what I can't decide, Stephen, do I want to get into town early and kind of get, get going a little bit? Get the lay of the land? Uh, yeah, get, get in there like Thursday night. Get to St. Elmo's? Yeah, broadcast from there. You know, broadcast from there on Friday. Or do I want to kind of slide in saturday morning kind of kind of ease on into town saturday morning i i I can't it might it might be good to get there early because it is i mean it's not an early tip but it's four o'clock yeah i I truly am happy for you though this is a i I know you are a massive baylor basketball supporter are we able to say say i I know i'm 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 doing this off the air i I turned j journalist i took us off the air here so it's just you and me talking (laughs) I can say it, you can't, yeah. but I'm, I'm happy imagine, that you're going to get to see your team in the Final Four. Imagine somebody coming on the air and being honest about where they went to school and who they want to win. Ah, that's just horrible. No, Stephen, I don't care, and I've never hidden my love for the Baylor Bears, and uh, we will see. Jim Haller going to join us at 120. Okay, Jim Haller. But, Stephen, I, I do think we ought to call this segment NeighborWorks Big 12 Roundup. It's time for our weekly Big 12 basketball report on the Matt Mosley Show, brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco. Have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco assists Central Texans in the home buying process. Learn more at nw-waco.org. Ah, man. Big 12 roundup. Thank you, NeighborWorks. Thank you for what you do. You do such an incredible job. 
And uh, Stephen, let's do something a little different. Uh, we got we're going to talk basketball the rest of the show. We've got Jim Howler on. We're going to talk to Reed Geddes, a member of uh, Final Four. Reed and, and Jim are both big friends, and. Uh, I mean, the, the voice of the Bears helped make this happen. He's the awesome. Love, uh, I love John Morris. Everybody does, and so I, I'm just so excited about all of this. Stephen, I, I think we're going to take, we're going to go a little different thing. We we've been doing Big Twelve basketball report. Stephen, I don't think NeighborWorks and Roy Nash, even though it is Final Four week, and we can talk a little hoops here. But would they mind? Do you think Stephen NeighborWorks Waco would they mind at all if we talked about our trip? Across town today to Baylor Pro Day. I don't think they. I don't think they'd mind that. All right, Stephen and I went over there. We may have snagged some ribs on the way out. Okay, I don't know if those were intended for us, but one of the the really really nice uh, dietitians, very talented dietitian. Uh, I think she took one look at at us, Stephen, and said, you, "You guys look like you could eat some ribs." <laughs> those are some guys that enjoy some food. <laughs> Matt's looking great though. You're looking slim. Buddy, I appreciate that. I, I've, I've, I've um, hoped you would say that, and you finally got around to it. It really, really means the world to me. <laughs> uh, most of it's because I've been sick recently. <laughs> it's kind of an illness-type diet that I've been on. Uh, Stephen, wh- I want to I get what stood out to you. Um, I like seeing it all. I thought the transfer looked good. Jake Burton, who came in from UCLA, played one year for the Bears, and he tried out for the scouts there. I like seeing the scouts there. I like seeing Sam Garza. You know, I called Sam Garza a national scout. As only I can, Stephen, I, I had you. You know, I was like, Stephen, who? What is he? Where is he from? Whatever. Well, I call him a national scout. And then Bobby Belt from somewhere. Where, who is he with? The NFL Network or somebody? Yes, Bobby NFL Belt Network. Bobby uh-huh. Belt tweets at me, oh, Matt, um, he's with the South. He's the area Southwest scout. Oh, sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Sue me. You think most people on Twitter are... Uh, uh, Matt, he's the area Southwest They're worried scout. about that? Yeah. yeah. No, there's always somebody out there that has to, like, correct you on Twitter. Uh, Matt, he's not a national scout. Actually, he's in the Southwest. Thank you, Bobby Belt. Thank you. That was very pertinent information. Appreciate you correcting me on that. But Sam Garza, former UTEP star, and Chris Hall, longtime good friend of mine, scouts there from the Cowboys. 18 organizations were represented. I kind of like the way old Jake Burton... Steven, I like the way he looked out there. The offensive tackle came in, could probably play guard if you needed to. Looked kind of tall, looks like a, a tackle to me. Might be able to go inside and play some guard. Looked athletic. And Steven, did I, if I got that right, I believe he ran a 4-9, ran some good short shuttle, had some three cone. Mm-hmm. I thought you really, I thought you did, you handled yourself well. What was your favorite? We watched the three cone, the short shuttle. We watched some drills that they did with some pass rush drills, some one-on-one type drills, some passes that they threw, some catches Platt tried to go out there and make, and he did. I thought Platt actually showed some pretty good hands out there. Mm-hmm. Chris Platt, who played for Baylor, great track star. He didn't have the 40 he wanted to run. Steven, who, uh, we'll get to the technician here in a minute, but the Burton, what did Burton, what did you think about Burton? I, I, thought, the, I thought the 40 time, my gosh, for a guy that tall, to go out there and run a 4-9? I mean, that's pretty impressive. No, it's pretty good. He seems like he moves really well. Uh, he also looked good on the short shuttle. I don't remember exactly what his time was there. And then when they did some on-the-field work, uh, Spencer Drango was also out there, former uh, Baylor lineman. And they, like, took turns kind of doing some mock pass rushing uh, drills against each other. And Burton was doing a nice job, like, setting his feet, getting out of his stance quickly. So uh, I think he, he impressed some people today with his ability to uh, to move around and um, you know, that's that's a big key now with so many quick, fast edge rushers in the NFL. I like kind of running into all the different people, didn't you? Saw some scouts. We saw the new uh, sort of director, uh, not GM, kind of the director. Chief of staff. Chief of staff. Dennis Polian, son of Bill Polian, the Hall of Fame NFL guy, Bill Polian. Thought it was kind of fun talking to him. I just love the only regret I have. Oh, my buddy, my buddy, and he doesn't even know it because we don't. He doesn't know what I look like because we only talked to each other via Zoom. No, he, I guess he does. He did see me over Zoom a few times, so I do think he knows what I look like. But I, during one of those sessions, I looked over and I thought now would be a good time to run catch up with coach aranda mm-hmm. and he was talking to somebody and so for once in my life i thought you know i'm not gonna go butt in on that i'm gonna i'm just gonna kind of you know uh stay over here and then i'll look back and the great aranda had was left gone? the building oh, yeah no. yeah it was tough it was tough um other things we saw the punter apparently i wish i'd have been out there i didn't quite miss i missed that um 
Galitz or Galitz. He, yep. I thought he, uh, I heard he punted the ball extremely well. He I, spent some time in the XFL with Bob Stoops on that Dallas oh, team. Oh, that's right. He'd go in there and tackle you if you didn't watch him. He was, he's not. Baylor's had some very uh, uh, athletic and tough punters. Sepulveda used to be like that. Um, I, I like what I saw. There was a young guy named like uh, Slinker. Yes, I, I he, liked, was, uh, he was. I don't know what he was up to. He was like playing fullback or something. They threw him some passes, and I, <laughs> I was like, "Dang, why weren't we using this guy more?" He had a really nice catch. Did you see that right on, across the middle? Yeah, he reached up on and, a little wheel route. Uh, he, he had a, a nice catch. He did well in the like pass. Tony the pass Gonzalez <laughs> doesn't make that catch. <laughs> yeah, Travis Slinker came over and spoke with us for a little while, and uh, he said he got the opportunity. They gave him the opportunity to work out, so he went ahead and took it and. He's just trying to, to turn some heads in front of some, some scouts today. You know, as only I could, Stephen, I got there a little bit before you, which is a shock to all of us, and, <laughs> and I, I started kind of trying to inch. My, my first thing was, like, I didn't quite like my vantage point. You know, everybody, nobody, you know, <laughs> and I started kind of thinking, yeah, I wonder if I could get a little closer to the action here. And I almost kind of inched up there a little bit. But I like how Jerry Hill, who's with Baylor, you know, he's the Baylor Bear insider, and mm-hmm. he probably has the ability – to go walk past the assembled media. He used to be the Waco Trib. He's a great friend of mine. But did you notice with Bryce and all of us, he just stopped and hung out with us? He did, yes. There's guys that don't do that. <laughs> Mickey Spagnola with the Cowboys. You know, they always have to be like five feet ahead of the rest of the media. Hey, guys, sorry. Oh, am I standing ahead of you guys? Well, it's because I work for the team. No, no. <laughs> uh, Jerry Hill didn't do that. Mike McCarthy briefs Mickey Spagnola on the game plan each week. Stops in the hall. I wish Spagnola would call some of the plays <laughs> based on what I saw last season. <laughs> At least on defense. I cannot wait to see if the Cowboys go eight or nine or nine and eight <laughs> with this new schedule. This is going to be really cool to see how this plays out. Who else did we see, Stephen? The technician, William Bradley King. That's correct. Bradley's a name close to your heart. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, part of your family. But now William Bradley King, they call him the technician. He calls himself that. And uh, I, I also, I, I, he was so cut up. I mean, you know, you, you see you see some guys, like I walked, I, some guys I was like, wait, who's that? Remind me who that is. Wait, who's that lineman over there? When that dude walks in a building, you know you're like, okay, yeah, the technician has walked in. William Bradley King is in the house. I thought we had a nice visit with him. And, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll play that interview maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll play our visit with... Uh, Tried to get Q involved in that thing. Q, Q kind of hung out with us, but I wanted all of us to kind of get in there. But uh, I hope Q doesn't see me as competition. Fox versus Mosley. No, Q and I are great teammates, and uh, it was really good to kind of gather in together. And you got in there and asked him some things. What uh, impressed you the most about William Bradley King? What do you think he's he's got the most room to grow? I, I guess the one thing I would start us with is – I, I don't think he's going to blow anybody away with his 40 time. Now, he's going to play outside mm-hmm. linebacker. He might put his foot, uh, his hand in the gra- in the dirt and, and come at you from that. I think he can get to the quarterback. I think he's got good pass rushing moves. He's a little raw, but I think he's got – I think he's got great, great ability and great natural instincts for rushing the passer. I would just say, Stephen, there will be some outside linebackers who run at some of these pro days. We've already seen it, you know, 4-5, four, 4-6. I think the explosion is there. You mentioned the, the 40 time wasn't, you know, eye-popping. And I don't even um, know if it was totally right. I, you know, I'd like to talk to some of our scouting buddies and find that out before I just start throwing it. In fact, that's one thing I regret asking him, like, what's the best 40 time you've run? I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get his take on that. You love the short shuttle. How did, how did you think he looked in that? He looked good in that, uh, and his time was 4-2, and I believe – you know, we, we kind of did some research, and a great shuttle time is like under four seconds. So that's pretty good. And one thing that struck out to me. Uh, when you say we did me, research, do you mean like one of those TV Yeah, Matt guys? Lively from KCN did some research for us, <laughs> and then he told us. <laughs> he did some Googling. <laughs> I just want to make sure we give proper due <laughs> over there. There was a couple of – there were a lot of mats out there. Mosley. Matt Roberts. Lively. Matt Roberts. There's a guy named Jack that I see sometimes. Jack Allen. Mm-hmm. Jack's Darby like, Brown was there from KWTX. Jack's like us. Jack likes his ribs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matt Roberts and that lively guy, you can tell they're just, they're, they're, they're like eating healthy. They're like, no, I don't need any ribs today. <laughs> like Jack's not walking out of there like without ribs. I love that. I like That's why I like old Jack. He must be over at the ABC affiliate. Am I yes, right? Yes, he is. ABC affiliate. KXXV. Where was Curtis? 
Where, oh, Curtis, Curtis might is be in, in Indy. Indy. Yeah, he's in Indianapolis. Okay. Nikki's probably there, too. I think she's on Darby's the there. Yep. Darby's probably in Indy. Okay. Just got to get all my people straight. Am I missing anybody there? I like all the all TV our, folks. Oh, TV folks. They're my best. None of them have me on, but I still like them a lot. <laughs> I thought Jack would at least. Like, Jack and I at least look alike. Jack's just like, no, no, you're too old. We have a, we have a younger audience here. All right, Jim Howler, the great one. The great Baylor former coach. We're going to talk about the Lady Bears a little bit because he he does love his Lady Bears. Does a great job TV talking about the Lady Bears. But uh, he can speak to the rivalry that is Baylor-Houston as they get ready to play the Final Four. Coach Howler joins us next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Clearing skies today in very windy conditions. Temperatures hovering in the upper 50s to lower 60s. North winds up to 30 miles per hour. Clear and very cold tonight. We drop to 35 and mostly sunny. Warmer tomorrow and a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor basketball from the NCAA tournament on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears have advanced to the final four of the NCAA tournament here in Indianapolis and a matchup with the Houston Cougars on Saturday. 3 p.m. for our expanded pregame show Saturday. Baylor basketball with Pat and John from the NCAA tournament here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Love being in town and kind of making my way around town, dropping over there to see Ted Teague, GM over there at Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop, 340 Waco, Texas. It is March still, just for a couple more days here. Uh, wait, is today the last day of March? My gosh, Ram Truck Month. Get over there quickly. We're about to have something new, but Ram Truck Month has been a lot of fun. Impressive towing capability, heavy-duty payload, Ram's three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back to back to back. This truck's built to serve you. It's perfect for whatever your lifestyle calls for. Check out the new Ram 1500, 2500, or the big 3500, the top safety pick for trucks named in 2021. Steven, hello, friends. <laughs> I think they wanted Nance to be a part of this thing. Uh, I love it over there. Ted Teague does such an incredible job. The service area, huge. I mean, I'm talking like 50,000 square foot, square feet of just uh prime real estate and they can get you in and out they do it very safely and then i love that jeep celebration event get over there before it's over check out the new jeeps and the offers on great suvs like renegade grand cherokee cherokee latitude plus the lux as well as the jeep wrangler i drove uh, i'm driving around town today in the jeep grand cherokee love it got me through the ice storm jeep when you need a great suv that fits your lifestyle it is uh, alan samuels your friend in the car business since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Neighborworks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? Neighborworks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. Neighborworks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Since 
1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. The field is set for the Final Four. Gonzaga beat USC 85-66 and the 11th seed UCLA beat number one seed Michigan 51-49. Saturday it will be Baylor and Houston at 414 followed by Gonzaga and UCLA at 734. The NFL has expanded its regular season to 17 games. The league owners approved a one-game increase and also reduced the preseason from four games to three. Roger Goodell also said the NFL expects to have full stadiums this fall. Chad Morris is heading back to high school football after a decade of college coaching. Morris was named head coach of the Allen Eagles. Morris had a career in high school coaching of 169 and 38 with stops in Stephenville and Lake Travis where he won back-to-back state championships. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com Ah, classic rock for a classy, classy guy. Uh, Mosley and Simcox, we've been all over town today. We've been out at Baylor Pro Day. Um, and we were just talking to a guy who loves the guy we're about to talk to. Uh, Jim Howler, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. You know how much we love having you on. And when when you, uh, of course, with Stephen Simcox, as you well know, um, when there's an SWC battle to be had, we, we cannot talk to anybody else but you. And uh, welcome back to the program. And, oh, what a fun week it is, Jim, as, uh, as these two – Great teams and great schools get back together in the Final Four. How stoked are you? I am pumped, Matt. I am pumped. My wife says she hadn't seen me this excited in years. So <laughs> I'm definitely – I love the Arkansas matchup. I love the U of H matchup. I love the fact we're in the Final Four. I mean, what a fabulous time to be a Baylor fan. I would say uh, that is true. Now, Jim, the, the ladies' program, uh, Lady Bears, very close to your heart. You love watching them, so uh, I, I need to at least bring it up with you. Um, I didn't That's know how good. <laughs> don't, don't bring up the striped shirt. You're going to cause me to take a drink in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, Jim, that was uh, that was heartbreaking. I know, I know, you took it like a lot of us, and probably took it even harder than a lot of us the other night. The way that thing went down, I, I got to say, I, I'm putting my coaching hat on. I want to see what you think about this. I, the, let's let's take the foul call out of it. I, 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 were you like me? Were you like, hey, let's get this play started? Come on, come on, come on. There's 19 seconds left. You got a freshman point guard, and I thought, by the way, I thought she handled herself fine after a shaky start. Uh, I thought I thought she I thought Sarah calmed down and really made some nice plays in that game. Um, oh, no doubt about that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because she was put in a tough situation. Oh, she made geez. a big time drive for two big time points. Sarah Andrews is going to be a terrific player. Just watch. I, I think she is. I just thought that play was taking too long for whatever reason. Who knows? It was just uh, it, it just kind of got sped up. And then, well, it got you know the the, the this, we're not going to dwell on that long, but I tell you what, the obvious plan was to get the ball to Melissa Smith. They were hanging all over her. There was no way to get a pass into her, so they had to go to the offside, and they got it to their next best score. And uh, you know, the end result is what it was. But uh, it, it they got they ended up getting it in the hands of the right person if they couldn't get it to Melissa. But that yeah, was a great game. Let's just focus on fact that that was two great programs battling in a in a premier position in the elite eight as far as i'm concerned that was the two best teams in the tournament that just happened to play in the elite eight 
Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and and I, I just think it's a real shame that Dee Dee got hurt when she did because, honestly, but the Lady Bears were in control well, of that Tim, ball game. Tim Mulkey said it right. When, when Dee Dee got hurt, that just killed the momentum. I mean, we were on that 8-0 or 10-2 run or whatever it was and had the ball with an 8- or 10-point lead, and Dee Dee goes down. It's just unfortunate. First thing I thought about was, Lauren Cox about against mm-hmm. Notre Dame two years ago. Could we hold on? But anyway, you know, let's start focusing on next year with the Lady Bears and just focus now on the men in the Final Four. I like I like it when you sort of coach me up. I mean, I need coaching. <laughs> um, well, I don't I don't like to dwell on the past. I hear so you. Let's talk about what's happening now, and yeah. we'll talk about how great the Lady Bears are going to be next. Yeah, year. we'll do it. We'll do it. Jim Howler joining the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox and. Uh, I just wonder when you knew it was going to be Baylor and Houston, and in the excitement, it was gut wrenching the early one, but the last, the late night one, we all felt so great about. And I know you were out pumping, pumping your fist, and had to be so excited <laughs> about it. What, what, what are the, what are the memories that come flooding back when you think of, uh, when you think of Baylor Houston? What are the first two or three things that come to mind? Well. Unfortunately, I think of all the times I got beat by Coach Guy Lewis and Akeem Olajuwon <laughs> and Clyde Drexler, but I certainly wasn't alone in that category. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they were great, great teams, and it's just shocking to me that was the last time that the University of Houston's made it even to the Sweet 16. So uh, this is really, really special for both universities. Two great coaches, of course, Kelvin Sampson and Scott, battled many years in the Big 12 when Sampson was at Oklahoma. Uh, So there's just so many intriguing storylines in this battle, and I just love it for the state of Texas, for basketball in our state, that we've got two Texas teams playing in the Final Four. Obviously, that's never happened before. Did did, uh, did you and Coach Lewis ever uh, have any recruiting battles? Did you get someone he wanted, or did he get someone you were <laughs> – were you, were you going after any of those high flyers? I, went, I mean, I went after a lot of them. I got <laughs> – you know, they went hard. They did now. They went hard after Terry Teagle. They went hard after Benny Johnson. But, you know, these kids are – are better in certain situations, and both of those youngsters were better here in Waco and better at, at Baylor. But uh, I'd have to say, Guy V. Lewis beat me on more. Or <laughs> I tell you, he got a lot of players I'd like to have had. I'd like to have had Clyde Drexler. I mean, I could go on and on. Larry Michaud, uh You you can go right down the list. But uh, Guy Lewis was a great, great coach and a great man. And uh, I remember playing tennis with him many many times in the past and my wife judy always loved coach lewis he was so polite and so nice his image on the court did not fit him off the court he was a real real fine gentleman do you ever remember coach aller uh running into coach sampson as he was on his way up he's had some different stops oh sure i've been robbed i did tv work back when he was at washington state Mm. i did a lot of his games when he was at oklahoma i've known him a long time he's a a terrific technician of the game a very very nice person uh he's great for basketball he's uh he's obviously great for basketball in our state right now with what he's doing in the city of houston and uh, he was uh, after he had his problems at Indiana and went back and was the assistant coach for the Houston Rockets. And then our athletic director, Baylor, Mac Rhodes, was smart enough to hire him to be the head coach at the University of Houston. And uh, this is just going to be a sensational battle uh, Saturday between two terrific coaches. What do you, uh, from what you know about this uh, current group of Houston, I mean, what do you think? You know the Baylor team better than the Houston team. Well, I know the Houston team very, very well, Matt, and I'm going to tell you something. I was at the game earlier this year when the University of Houston played Texas Tech in a special matchup up at the new Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, and that uh, this is probably not a good term, but I'm going to use it anyway. It was almost a bloodbath. It was so physical and so tough. At Texas Tech, we know how physical they are. Houston's even more so. Houston beat Texas Tech that day, I think, by 10 or 12 points. I mean, this is this will be the most physical team Baylor's played. Arkansas was aggressive. 
you know, Kansas obviously is very aggressive, but this Houston team, I've, I've never seen a team attack the offensive glass like they do. That's definitely the biggest challenge for the Bears on Saturday is keeping Houston off the offensive glass. Isn't it, isn't it interesting, Grimes, Sasser, a name we know well, that they, he's, oh, yeah. he, you know, that family, the Sasser <laughs> family is an incredible family. Giroux, Giroux just has that look about him, doesn't he, that he's just going to take your lunch. I mean, he just, well, he's going to get in your face. You know, that kid's battled hard to be where he is. He started out at the University of Massachusetts then went out to Howard College in Big Spring, set out a year there, never even played, and then Kelvin Sampson got him to – the University of Houston. But, I mean, there's a lot of great stories on that team. I mean, Grimes was one of the top ten recruits in the nation, went to Kansas and started. And then that's interesting, and I've heard Bill Self talk about this. Grimes, after his freshman year, said he was going to go into the NBA. Well, Bill Self didn't hold a scholarship for him, so Grimes couldn't return to Kansas when he decided he didn't want to go to the NBA so he went back home. He's from the Woodlands right outside of Houston. So now, you know, he's their leading scorer, and, I mean, he's probably their star. He averages 18 a game. But there's a lot of a lot of stories on that ball club. You're missing Sasser and Giroux, but I'm telling you, Gorham, he may be the toughest rebounder Baylor's faced all year. He's, on, he's 6'7", about 230, but he will be a real focus for Baylor defensively. He and – Vital will probably be. Uh, they've got a bunch of kids that play like Mark Vital. They're not great offensively, but mm. they are great defensive and they're great on the boards. Gorham looks like he's about thirty-five years old to me. I mean, these are <laughs> he may be. <laughs> <laughs> you never know nowadays. Oh but my! He, oh he my is Something else. But I mean, uh, this is just going to be a classic, classic matchup. And you know, you got great competitors for Baylor. We don't really need to go down the roster. Everybody knows them, but. I'm telling you, this Davion Mitchell has gone up my list of all-time favorite players very, very rapidly with the way he's played the last half of this season. Yeah, I was trying to think of who used to get get after it on defense for you, but Mitchell, it, it is. I mean, it's unbelievable. Take my word for it. I had nobody. <laughs> my, Michael Williams probably was the closest. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael made the All NBA defensive team a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. He he was great at stealing the basketball, but just consistent all ball, on ball defensive pressure. I've just never seen anybody like Mitchell. Yeah, I don't recall Carlos Briggs playing defense like that. We'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. As much as I love Carlos, he couldn't even spell defense. <laughs> <laughs> if you spotted him, a few of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, it, was, it was fun to think about old times, but just knowing that these two teams came from the Southwest Conference, they're both in the state of Texas, I just can't say enough about how good that is for basketball in our state. All right. Well, Jim, always fun catching up with you. Uh, you, you were going to talk to Reed Geddes next, a, a friend of yours, and he oh, thinks the yeah. world of he you. Oh, yeah, he was a great one that we uh, – oh, he was, a, he was one of my all-time favorite players and just a great, great person. And, you know, his daughter went to Baylor. Yeah. So, uh, don't, yeah, so there's lots of things. Well, tell Reed hello for me. He's great, and uh, he'll give you a real good analysis. I'm too emotional about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we love that about you. Um, All right, uh, well, thank you, you Jim. Take it. Uh, have a good day, and uh, Stephen. I hope someday you get to see TCU in this place. Me too. I won't hold my breath though, Jim. We got a little. Yeah. We got a little ways to go. Yeah, let's not live fantasies here, Coach. All right. All right. Okay. Y'all take okay, care. Okay. Be Bye-bye. good. There he goes, uh, Jim Howler. One of our uh, official analysts. We fight back and forth. Barfield's a big Howler guy, too. And, and Tom kind of, we fight back and forth. We fight over Jim. But uh, Barfield's probably known him longer. I've watched him longer, though. I've watched Jim longer. Okay, we have this incredible opportunity now to speak to a member of Fi Slamma Jamma. I mean, if you've been around this earth for any long time, if you don't know what Fi Slamma Jamma is, go look it up right now. Google it. And then a member of Fi Slamma Jamma, Reed Geddes, joins us next. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears home at Baylor Ballpark for a non-conference series against North Carolina A&T. Games Thursday at 6.30, a doubleheader Friday at 2, the finale Saturday at noon. 
Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 Crew Cab or OnStar. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at Automatic Chef Canteen. Wickle has a gun show, and it's at the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation of Texas Saturday, April 10th, and Sunday, April 11th. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a show where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. Their vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety of the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. Located at 2801 West Waco Drive in the Lee Lockwood Library and Museum, April 10th and 11th, benefiting the Scottish Rite Foundation's many charities in the state of Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. The field is set for the final four. Gonzaga beat USC 85-66 and the 11th seed UCLA beat number one seed Michigan 51-49. Saturday it'll be Baylor and Houston at 414 followed by Gonzaga and UCLA at 734. The NFL has expanded its regular season to 17 games. The league owners approved a one-game increase and also reduced the preseason from four games to three. Roger Goodell also said the NFL expects to have full stadiums this fall. Chad Morris is heading back to high school football after a decade of college coaching. Morris was named head coach of the Allen Eagles. Morris had a career in high school coaching of 169 and 38 with stops in Stephenville and Lake Travis where he won back-to-back state championships. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Central National Bank, unbelievable job that they do. Joe Nesbitt, Brian Fonville, oh, Miss Peggy over there. But uh, what a great staff. And uh, they, they just, they're recognized really across the state, but especially here in Central Texas. Uh, two locations in the Waco area, uh, Temple. Uh, Austin, what an incredible bank it is, one of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas, and really the six families, uh, maybe eight families actually, uh, that own it, all all uh, from Central Texas and all just unbelievable people, and that's why you can trust Central National Bank. We love them being a huge part of this final four week. All right, Stephen, we need to, we got a big interview coming up that we'll get to in a second, but we have our weekly schmaltzes. We love our schmaltzes sandwich. Our weekly schmaltz trivia question. You can be a winner. We'll announce the winner uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow, but we're going to give the question today, and you can respond at 254-662-1660. That's CNC Collision Line. 254-662-1660. 1660. Stephen, what is our trivia question? Yeah, Matt. So uh, Houston and Baylor matching up on Saturday. What was the last college team, men's college team from the state of Texas, to win a national championship in basketball? So we're talking men's college basketball. Last college team from the state of Texas to win a national title. Okay, uh, you want me to basketball. give it now? I, I know the answer to this. Well, don't give the answer. Oh, no. okay. All you right, can give I'll... it to me off the air. Okay, good, good. And well, you can text in 
1660 on the CNC Collision Center text line. Oh, and, and, and what you win, uh, two free sandwich coupons. I love that place. My gosh, I cannot get enough schmaltzes. All right, now we have an opportunity uh, to visit with a member of Phi Slamma Jamma, the fabled, the fabled Phi Slamma Jamma, as Baylor gets ready to take on Houston. The Houston Cougars, a member of that team from 1982 through 84. Uh, and here is our interview with Reed Geddes. It is Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Reed Geddes joining us right now. What a great guy to talk to. Part of Phi Slamma Jamma, a man from Memorial High School in Houston who stayed at home and went to the U of H. Reed, uh, anybody trying to get a hold of you this um, this week? Have you had anybody reach out to you about tickets or anything like that? <laughs> no, no, no ticket requests, but, but a lot of... Uh, a lot of inquiries about my reactions and thoughts. So it's been fun. It's, um, you know, Kelvin has done such a nice job of probably going too far to uh, honor the past while living in the present. And so uh, it's been really fun. It's been an incredible week. You know, if it was up to the rest of us, you, you five slam a jamma, y'all would just have reunions once a month. You know, we, we love it so much. You guys have all gone to the far ends of the earth, although you kind of stayed around Houston, but you've traveled the world. You played some uh, some professional ball after you were done. Um, I, I just can't think of how rewarding and cool it is for you to see what was such an unbelievable tradition, sort of, uh, and you've seen it happen over time. They got better and better, and now back in the Final Four. What what were, I mean, Reed, I, I, I assume you were just sitting there like a lot of us watch it on TV. You may have been there, but I, what was the – um, what was that feeling like? I know you've been an analyst, so you know how to have that journalist role in your mind, but but I'm sure you took that hat off and, and you let kind of the wave of emotion over you a little bit. Yeah, let me, and, and let me put a little added perspective on it. So, so whatever feelings I had were, were, were not doubled, but certainly on steroids. My, my, my two favorite programs on the entire planet uh, are U of H and Baylor. And so I'm, I'm such a um, – I have known Scott for so long and Jerome and his staff uh, and have cheered for them and pulled for them and respected them and admired them that, you know, to have both programs make it. I just – you know, I told someone earlier, today CBS sent out – you may have gotten it, the, the, the NCAA logo in the middle mm. in Final Four with, with BU on one side and U of H on the other. <laughs> Man, I screenshot that and I thought – Oh, look at that. Is that awesome? I mean, I, I, you know, one of my biggest hopes uh, is that for, for all of these kids, you know, whether you're talking about Jared or Davion or Maceo or Dejan Giroux, man, I, I hope in 37 years somebody's talking to them when they're old and fat and broken down, you know, about, about their memories. And, and that's what's in front of these kids. Um, it, it's something that nobody will ever take from them. Uh, you know, they'll never forget. They'll tell their kids and grandkids. And um, if they're like me, their kids think they were a whole lot better than they really were. Um, but man, what a what a what a what a tremendous what a tremendous weekend this is going to be. Well, you were a great player. Uh, don't sell yourself short. Reed Geddes joining us on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. But you're right. You were surrounded by some of the most amazing talent ever seen in college basketball. And uh, I just kind of wonder when when you knew you all were back in, when the Cougars were returning the other night, who was the first person you wanted to reach out to or who was the first person you heard from i i i, I would assume you guys kind of have a text chain that maybe you weigh in sometimes or i don't know if you do facebook or whatever how how quickly did it take to start kind of zinging around and hearing from guys yeah it didn't take long at all you know my, my roommate gary orsack who didn't who didn't play a lot but was very much as part of the program as anybody um, and, and really, you know, it's interesting, the two managers, you know, guys that, that are, that are, uh, those kids are often overlooked at the sacrifices and what they give and, and how selfless they are. Um, that's who I heard from first. And they were like, man, can you believe it? Can you believe it? And look for us. And it's the same thing I know for Scott's team, but, but, but for our, we have such a, a group of high character kids. 
Um, and, and the fact that not just what they've done, but the way they've done it and the way it makes us all feel like um, they're representing us, uh, it is just been, man, it, I've been delirious the last 72 hours. I just <laughs> walked around. I could not, I could not be more proud uh, of our program and Kelvin and these kids. Um, now I just hope they show up Saturday and make some shots. Yeah, that's, um, uh, I, I just, I, it's got to be so rewarding and so cool to, to see it. And um, I, you know, I, I think back, uh, in fact, we're going to have Jim Howler on today, the, the former Baylor coach, and Jim, Jim still out playing golf and tennis on a daily basis. The guy's, you know, looks, as, looks about the same he did when you remember him 30 years ago. And I know you've seen him over the years and everything. But do you remember, Reed, I was watching as a kid, and I feel like Baylor took the air out of the ball on y'all one time. And I don't, it might, I don't know if it's HOT or um, at Hoffines, and it would have been Kaiser and some of those guys. That, I, I don't, Teagle may have already been gone, but I swear they, they, uh, they, they absolutely – there was no shot clock. And I, and I want to say they waited like seven minutes again. I, I would see, think the Fi Slamma Jamma, something like that would have been very irritating. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't remember that. And, and, and I wish Teagle was gone. Uh, my, my most vivid memory <laughs> of, um, uh, of Baylor and playing Baylor in the heart of Texas, we, you know, we spent all week, all we talked about was Terry. Oh, Terry does this. Terry does that. Terry does this. I'm thinking, come on, man. We're going we're gonna to lock him up. I think we held him to 40 the first time we played him. In the second game, the next time we played him, I think we double-teamed him every time he touched the ball. We held him to 38. So we, we had tremendous success against Terry Teagle. And, hey, I, I might be wrong, but I think that they, that we played Baylor, Coach Haller's last game. And if it wasn't his last game, it was, it was um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't at a tournament. It was in, it was in uh, uh, Heart of Texas. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember when it was announced, and we were warming up, and I just I admired him so much, and I still do today. Um, but I admired him so much. You know, I, I grew up I grew up going to Southwest Conference games and watching Benny Johnson play and watching, you know, Abe Lemons and Shelby coach against Coach Howler and Coach Lewis and Eddie Sutton and Killingsworth. And I, I grew up with all of this. And I just had so much respect for Coach Howler. And, I, you know, I would never try to develop a relationship with opposing coach. But I just stopped in the middle of warm-ups and went over and it just said, you know, Coach Howler, I, I, I've respected you and admired you for so long um, and just wanted to tell you that. And I remember he put his arm around me and, you know, said something nice. And I, I have such great memories of Coach Howler. Not, not of Heart of Texas, but, but I certainly do of Coach Howler. You know, Reed, you, you, you still hold some records for assist. You knew who to deal it out to. And, I mean, I, I was looking it up earlier. You had 17 assists in one game. Um, you know, you, you could have been a star player probably somewhere else and been the one doing a lot of the scoring. Six, I mean, and think about it, Reed. You were, I mean, you were way ahead of your time in a way. You liked the outside shot, and you were a tall guard. And it just, I mean, you did not encounter, I would think, any guards – of your size at that time, do you ever does that ever do you ever think about that that maybe maybe your size and your abilities how it would play now and the fact that you you kind of predated that um, I guess the, actually the right as you were coming in that three point line um, at Houston uh, came about. Yeah, they, they, these kids today would eat me alive. <laughs> I, I just said they are so they are so athletic and so strong and so quick and so. You say take me in my prime and put me out there with Butler and Mitchell and Teague. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I, I couldn't. That that would be a joke. Um, let me let me tell you something. It's interesting because my I was recruited as a shooter, and, and about halfway through my freshman year, I was miserable. I, I, if there had been a transfer portal, I'd have been out of there. I mean, I was just miserable. I wasn't playing, wasn't playing, and I remember uh, I went to dinner after one game. I didn't play, you know, with my parents. My dad said, "Well." you know, how are you shooting in practice? And I said, I'm shooting great. And he said, are you, you're, 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 you know, high percentage. I said, dad, I've never shot the ball better. And he said, well, apparently that's not what they're looking for. <laughs> you know, and I, I thought about it a second. I thought, I'll tell you a definition of insanity. And he said, he said, he said, is there something that nobody else on the team does? And I said, yeah, we don't pass very much. And he, he said, well, I got an idea. Why don't you try to become the best passer on the team? And I thought, hmm, 
idea. <laughs> you know, to be a good passer on that team, if you could hit the backboard with a pass, it was probably a pretty good one to somebody. Well, I mean, you averaged uh, 8.2 assists uh, per game, I believe, in that one season. It might have been 84. Yeah, but, but put, you, you know, I don't know what the largest asterisk you can put on a record, but <laughs> look, look how, how, how many people get to play with a, with a Hall of Fame player? Yeah. Like, I got to play with two. <laughs> I played with two of the 50 greatest of all time, and they weren't our most reliable threat. <laughs> Michael Young was a more reliable threat than Akeem and Clyde. And then on the other block, maybe as good a power, a power four that's been inducted into the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame and Larry Michaud. Oh, so come on. <laughs> Mr. Mean. I mean, some perspective. <laughs> Mr. Mean, Rob, yeah. Benny, you know, all those guys. The high, it, was the, it was one of the – it's still one of the great stories in all the college basketball. Talking to Reed Geddes, he was right there in the middle of it playing point guard for the uh, for Five Slamma Jamma, joining Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox. Go ahead, Stephen. Reed, you mentioned earlier you're, you're close with Scott Drew and that staff. Uh, what do you appreciate about some of these guards on the Baylor team like, like Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler in their game? Well, maybe maybe bigger picture than that. So you remember several years ago um, that the the uh, Scott Drew can't coach anything but that weird zone they play. And by the way, gosh, I hope they don't pull that out again because we sucked the other night against the one three one. But but you remember all all the with, with all the tall guys and you know and, and I can't remember uh, the kid's name from Yates, but six nine kid that played the wing and they had you know Perry and they had. Uh, uh, um, uh, Corey and and all those guys and they they played zone and everybody's like oh that's because Scott Drew you know can't coach man mm-hmm. and I'm like no that that's because he adapted his system um, and now suddenly he's he, because he has different skill level and skill sets it's it's one of if not the best defensive team in the country and the same thing remember when they were nothing but inside and big guys well they you know started with Lace Darius and and Tweedy Carter and those guys, and it was all perimeter. Henry Dugat and, and mm-hmm. Dugat and um, uh, Curtis Geralds and that group. And then they evolved to big guys. And so Scott and Jerome and, and his staff, they may do as good a job as I've ever seen of not forcing kids into a system, but recruiting talent and then putting those kids in a position to be successful. And that's what he's, that's what he's done the best. And, and I'm, thrilled that he's, uh, you know, talk about long overdue credit. Um, uh, I, I had a, a KU fan text me yesterday and go, oh, okay, maybe he can coach. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> Begrudgingly. So anyway, I'm, I'm really happy for him. It's funny, I, I sent him a text message the other day after they, they won, and I said, my two favorite programs on the planet playing each other, wow, congratulations, or something like that. And he responded, and he goes, I figure you'll cheer the first half for U of H and the second half for us. <laughs> and I, I thought about it a second. I left those dot, dot, dots, you know, pinned in a little while. And then I went, well, congratulations, Scott. <laughs> I'm really happy for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You, you got you, you to gotta cheer for the Cougs the whole way. But it is cool that these two teams, and, uh, and, and I just wonder, when you think of this Houston team, though, uh, you know, you're a great TV analyst. In fact, I really miss you on the did ESPN, whatever we used to Raycom or whatever it was back in the day. And then it, you know, it's become different things now. But I mean, you were really, really good as a, as an analyst. Now, when you look, read at Grimes transferring in. Speaking of KU, comes in from KU Sasser, who's got great bloodlines, uh, nephew of uh, of the great Texas Tech player. I mean, Jason Sasser was. Uh, I mean, and then his, and then I think he has another had a cousin or whatever. Yeah, Gerald, that, Gerald Sasser, Gerald. all conference at SMU. Ger- that's in it. NBA. Yeah, Gerald, and then yeah, you're right. Sassers were just uh, uh, incredible players. What is this? It seems like the other night they were just getting a huge amount of offensive rebounds. I mean, if Baylor, what does Baylor have to worry about the most with this team? Yeah, I mean that's it. But but that's not a fluke. You know, they they were the number one rebounding team in the country. And, and I did some of the games this year that were that were more impressive than what they did against Oregon State. But but if you go back and look statistically, against their first round they were plus fourteen, and in the second round they played the worst game they played all year, and they were plus ten, and then plus ten against Syracuse, and plus twelve against Oregon State. 
Um, they they are they are not you know the weakness is they're not a great shooting team, but they're not bad. They they shoot about forty four percent, and they can't shoot like Baylor's kids can. But they they have not shot over thirty five percent yet. And so he, here's the deal: you can't win NCAA games shooting thirty five percent unless you are extraordinary at something else, and they're extraordinary at two something else. They will they will lock Baylor up, and I, I mean, you talk about matchups galore. But then they rebound a, a, as good collectively. They don't have anybody over six eight. They, they rebound as good collectively as anybody I've ever seen in my life. Um, but the matchups, you know, someone said, "Hey, do we stand a chance?" I said, "Against who?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gonzaga, do we match up? No. <laughs> you know, do, do Baylor or U of H both have a a, a chance to beat Gonzaga? Of course. But if you just talk about going into it and match up, neither of our teams match up with Gonzaga. No, you know, newsflash, nobody does. But yeah. if you if you put down your top seven Bears and top seven Cougars, holy cow, you talk about matchups. You know, Dejon Giroux and Jared Butler and Davion mm. and on Sasser and Maceo and Grimes matched up. And then there's not a better matchup in the whole game than Vital and Justin Gorham. Um, and you know, the biggest advantage, and it'll be a challenge for our freshman Tremont Mark is, is matching up with, with Meyer when he comes off the bench, but, but literally you, you talk about a mirror of each other. And I, I wish we shot like y'all do, like y'all do, but, but this is, this is unbelievable. You could pick any one of those five or the sixth man and, and do a matchup, you know, kind of star of the game comparison. It's just great storyline. Well, we we love having you, and uh, I, I'm sure you know. One thought I had today, uh, thinking about y'all's teams, is what Coach Lewis, you know, what this would have been like for him, uh, and to see another Houston team uh, have a shot at this. I, I, the last thing I have for you, real quickly. I do you. I, I always remember Coach Lewis as seemingly he was always in my mind this old man, and I'm sure when you got there he probably seemed like that to you, or even when he recruited that. So I don't, I don't. Was he funny like Abe or 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 Killer or any of those guys or Howler? Oh my or, gosh! Or, uh, hey, Abe, Abe Lemons sat in on one of our scouting reports, our pregame meal and scouting report when we were playing Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were doing we were doing the scout report, and, and, and Coach Squire was talking about LaSalle Thompson and describing him, and Abe would go, oh, Donnie, he can't turn to his left. Just move on to the next player. And I'm sitting there going, holy cow. I mean, you, you think about that in, in today's today's world and how unlikely that is to happen. I'll tell you one story, and I told it earlier this morning about Coach Lewis. I played in high school. You referenced going to Memorial uh, coach Coleman, who's a Hall of Fame coach, very, very strict disciplinarian. Uh, Bobby Knight, uh, not not uh, fallacies and shortcomings, but but technique and discipline, very, very disciplined. So my first practice at U of H, you know, somebody throws a skip pass, and I'm on the weak side, and I close out on my guy, and something happens, and the whistle's blown dead, and I you know I went over and I said, hey, coach, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. I said, when I close out on a skip pass and I'm two passes away, when I close out, do you want me to close out with my inside foot high, forcing short corner? You want me to close out with my outside foot high and forcing back to the elbow? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want. He looked at me and he goes, "Well, can I ask you a question?" I said, "Yes, sir." Which one of them techniques you think you could actually guard his ass? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought a second. I go, well, you know, I'm most comfortable forcing them to the short corner. You go, all right. Why don't you do it that way? Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I thought, man, if that doesn't sum up Coach Lewis. Yeah, he heard that, and he was like, I think this guy's going to be a high-powered lawyer someday. He's got a. He, well, he may have he, a sharp legal be, mind. He would be thrilled. He'd be thrilled about this weekend. He, yeah, he would just be. You know, he he loved the, the Southwest Conference, and with the exception of. <laughs> Eddie Sutton, when he was coaching against them, he had such great relationships with, you know, Coach Howler and Lemons and Metcalf, and he and Killer were so close. And it was just a different time, you know. It, it, it was a it was a different time, but he would be, 
he would be thrilled over U of H, but I'm telling you, he would be um, uh, incredibly excited and proud of, uh, of Baylor for being there, too. Well, listen, this, is, this was awesome for us. We loved it, and uh, Reed, uh, appreciate it, and good luck. I, I mean this. Uh, you know who I'm, who I'm rooting for, but good luck to your Cougars. You know, I just honestly hope we have a great game, and uh, really appreciate you doing this. I do too. And listen, I know y'all are the flagship, but don't don't tell Scott. I, I I'm probably not going to cheer for them for half the game. <laughs> I think Scott. You know how optimistic he is. He probably thought. I think. I think Reed will probably cheer for us. I mean, that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will be. I will cheer Monday night for whoever comes out of it. But oh, Saturday, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty loyal. <laughs> Well, have a have fun with it. It's so awesome. And there he is, Reed Geddes, um, broadcaster, former member of Five Slam Pajama, all around great guy. Uh, and uh, it is now time for that John Morris show on ESPN Central Texas.